On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we preview our matchup against the New York Giants. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, let's go Pack. Third down and five. Rogers, same side. And this time, it's in the hands of Lazard. Incredible play. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, Foos. Hey, I'm not over last week yet. Should we still talk about it? You're still butthurt about it? I'm still butthurt. I feel it. I just need to see a better football game this weekend. (laughs) That's the only way to get over it. I, I, you know, it is, it's just amazing how we go from such a great football team to just go to a team that absolutely falls apart and doesn't even show up for the game. That's, that's what's so hurting about it is it, it, we didn't even show up. Yeah. And that's twice this year. I, mean, I, I don't count the Eagles loss as putting it in the same boat as the, the chargers and 49ers. Oh, no, no, losses. Yeah. The Eagles loss was uh we could correct those mistakes. The chargers and 49ers were just mind bogglingly bad. So uh, I just want to see a get right game this week. I feel like the analysis is pretty simple because the Giants are are not great. Uh, we just need to go in there, act like grown men, and take care of business. So you don't like the the everyday bombardment of just sad coaching staff going on a podium saying all they did wrong. That doesn't excite you for more football. You know what's worse is the Twitter analysis of uh, how Aaron Rodgers is too old to pull off a simple slant route now and all this bullshit. Yeah, let's just move on. I, uh, let's move. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. So here we go. Sunday afternoon in New Jersey. Oh, wait. The, oh, uh. Before we move on, there is one thing. I tweeted out the clarification on the Kevin King missed mm. coverage against George Kittle. There is, I'm going to say, 50% chance that Jair Alexander was supposed to bail. Actually, I'll say it's like an 80% chance Jair Alexander was supposed to have that back half of the field. He missed. Yeah, Kevin King didn't have great coverage either, but I think Jair missed his responsibility as well. So it's on them both. I don't think Kevin King was purposefully 20 yards off that guy. Yeah, after looking at it, you're right. I mean, Jair is supposed to drop back. He bit on the guy coming out of the backfield. So right. uh, you are right there, Finn. Find us on Twitter if you want to see it. I uh, will not say anything. I am. It's on to the Giants. King. It's 55% King. We're on to the Giants. <laughs> So here we go. Sunday afternoon in New Jersey. Packers, no surprise. They lead the overall series at 33, 26, and 2. The last time these guys met was in the 2016 playoffs where Devontae and Cobb went off for 241 yards between the two of them and four touchdowns. The Giants are the third best team in the NFC East at two and nine. <laughs> uh, Danny, best. Dimes, yeah, Danny Dimes started his career undefeated. That lasted about two weeks before going on their current seven game skid. Ingram, their tight end, might be back, so watch out defense. Uh, Barkley isn't quite having the season we expected, and we'll get into that, especially with their offensive line. But this defense ain't great either. They're currently in the bottom four in points against, turnover differential, sacks, and rushing touchdowns against. So 
is this the week, the first week in November, we start playing like we did in October? Ooh. I hope yes. so. Yes. <laughs> so yes. confident. So confident. Josh, I think you're highly overrating the New York Giants just because you just saw what the Packers put out against one of the best teams in the league. It's almost like you think the Giants are a middle-tier team. They're hot garbage just like the Bears are. They just lost to the Bears. They're 2-9. and nine. Their two wins are against the Buccaneers and the Redskins back in week three and week four. Their stats are terrible. They've got, they're have got they just too young. They've got some talent. Like like We'll probably see them in the playoffs in, in three, four years, but they're just not there yet. Um, I, I, this shouldn't be a game. I, I don't want to hear even the excuses about the travel. These are grown men that have chartered planes with special made seats for their, you know, six, six, 300 pound frames. And it's a two and a half hour flight to New York City. You can get over the travel. There's no reason there should be any issue with this game. They need to not just win, but cover the spread and win by two scores. Yeah, you you, you hit the nail on the head. They're, they're, this is just a very young team, uh, especially at key positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Uh, offensive line is just a shattered offensive line for the Giants. Um, the only reason I think we'll, we'll struggle in this is just because I don't think the Packers have an identity right now. I don't think they really know who they are. They they knew who they were when Devontae Adams was out. Uh, but since he has gotten back, this offense just is not clicking. And every week they're looking to find, a, a, you know, an identity and they just can't seem to find it. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. I need to I think, digest what I just heard. <laughs> I think this is one of those games that we end up just saying, look, the backfield has been absolutely abandoned these last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we either Jamal or Jones will get a uh, receiving touchdown. I think that you're going to see Jones with the ball in his hand more often than not. And I, I just, I really think that, you can't just continually hear it over and over and over again and really struggle to move the ball these last three weeks and not think about what was so successful during this run. I think Devontae has a big game. I think that the backfield has a big game because they have to. If they don't get it right against this Giants defense, who, as we, we just said, are bottom four in a majority of categories – especially against the run, we need to just take over, let the reins go, get that uh, RPO, like just start showing some kind of movement that we absolutely lacked against the San Francisco 49ers. And there's no reason our rush offense shouldn't dominate this game. The the, the front line on the Giants is very young, um, and we could attack the middle all day and just – eat them up. Um, I, I, I want them to just establish a run game and, and then build the pass off of that. Um, stop forcing it to Devonte Adams, get everybody involved. I, I want to go back to where our running backs are getting 10 catches a game. You know, I, I, I want, I, I challenge the floor to only target, uh, Devonta Adams five to seven times this game. Don't don't do double digits anymore. Uh, you need to spread it around to keep the defense, uh, honest, uh, they know where we're going. They know where we want to go, and we need to change it up again. You sound like a, a jaded boyfriend in high school, that, or ex-boyfriend, I should say. It's like, I want to go back to the days where our running backs had seven to ten catches. Where are you? Those were back at homecoming. 
Uh, no, I think you're onto something. I, I would say Devontae's probably got the toughest matchup on the defense. Janoris Jenkins, the cornerback for the New York Giants, leads their team with four interceptions. He's a solid corner. Uh, but Jabril Peppers is out, who's their leading tackler and starting safety. Um, the opposite corner from Janoris Jenkins is a rookie in DeAndre Baker. Talented, but a rookie. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunities to throw the ball over the middle. Let's see our tight ends. Let's see our running backs getting used again. But let's also see a wide receiver not named Devontae look competent this week. There's plenty of opportunities against the Giants secondary. Devontae can lock up Janoris Jenkins. They're one guy I think that you really have to respect. Um, the one guy I haven't named, I guess, is Antoine Bethay, the free safety, uh, who's fine but you know he, he shouldn't instill fear in anyone with like an inability to get past him but i think the number one thing our offense has to do for them to look competent i think we'll be happy if they do this no matter how they mix up their play calls is just stay ahead of schedule first and second down just gain yards don't commit those false start those dumb penalties just limit your penalties and that will give us the opportunity to let these plays build off each other what were they calling it josh earlier where they were deceiving people with they were setting up the same formation but then running a different motion or a different action off of that formation to trick the defense just we get that opportunity if we get to third and short but when you're in third and eight third and nine because of a false start penalty after two good plays uh, you don't get to run those same kind of plays. So just stay ahead of schedule, limit the penalties, and I will look fine against these guys. So here's a question. More penalties by the offensive line or receptions by the backfield? Receptions by the backfield. <laughs> yeah, I can't even say that with confidence. Please be receptions. By the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's receptions by the backfield. Uh yeah, it has, to be. It, it, it has to be. Their, their linebackers aren't really coverage linebackers. Peppers is out, who's really their uh, lock on man safety. Uh, it has to be the running backs. I like their linebackers real fast since Josh has brought them up. Marcus Golden and Lorenzo Carter. I don't know what it is about Marcus Golden. Maybe it's the number 44 on an outside linebacker. He just always stands out for me. He's not a, a star player by any means, but I'm just, that his his performances have always just uh, caught my eye for some reason. And then Alec Ogletree, the middle linebacker, is another athletic middle linebacker. I wouldn't uh, give him the Fred Warner treatment like the 49ers middle linebacker from last week. Um, but this guy, when he when he was a free agent, he had come from the Rams to the Giants. He was one that I was hoping the Packers would uh, go target. And maybe they did, but they didn't get him. Um, but he's a guy that can run sideline to sideline. I don't think he can really pose issues because there's not enough of guys around him on the Giants defense uh, to let him roam. Uh, but, you know, I think their linebackers are, are fairly solid. But like you said, Josh, their their outside linebackers are really rush ends. Um, so I don't think you got anything to be scared of in the passing game necessarily. No, and our offensive line should have no problem getting to the linebacking core. Like they, they should have no problem getting to that second level and then giving uh, either Jones or Williams an open lane to be one-on-one to break a big play. I know we made a lot of jokes, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more Lazard as well. I just feel like, again, came out, did everything he was asked of, and then it is a no-show. And it's just – I think that's a disappointing thing, and we've talked about it too many times to bring it up yet again. But spread the wealth, find the hot hands, keep it moving forward. I'm on record. I don't need to see any more Geronimo Allison. When Geronimo gets the ball in his hands, it's the same thing as Jimmy Graham getting the ball in his hands. You're just waiting for the tall tree to fall. 
You're not expecting a nice 40-yard pickup. You're not expecting him to make anyone miss. It's just stumble until you get tackled. I don't need that out of my second wide receiver or whatever Geronimo's role is, just a bubble screen catcher. Yeah, give me more Lazard. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, and get Kumaro back out there. Where was he last game? I mean, I get he's not the most talented, but the man catches in traffic. Even if he's not running the best routes, he'll still catch the ball with somebody draped over him. Uh, they, they need to throw him back in there. Everyone likes Kumaro because he's a whitewater boy that had a little preseason hype, but he's never done anything. I think we can move on from him, too. Wow. <laughs> who, who, who's Blasphemy right talking. Now, <laughs> Give me MVS and Lazard all day long. Who's I don't MBS? think you're gonna. I don't know who MBS is. Uh, yeah, I, I he played last he's on four the weeks. Team. He's starring in Wendy's commercials, which uh, <laughs> these guys are making commercials while they're looking terrible. Oh God. Um. So let's switch over to our defense. I don't even know how to transition out of Wendy's commercials, <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it seems as though Ingram might be back, and we again have a great track record against tight ends. Saquon Barkley, three out of the last four games, has actually had more receiving yards than rushing yards, which if there's something we can't control, it's not only a running back that's strong, but apparently one that is used more in the passing game lately. But they do have rookies in just about every other position that this should be another game where you would hope to hear the Smith boys a lot. Oh, yeah. You would hope to hear that there's some some secondary undercutting routes. I just I really 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 hope as as important as it is for this offense to get going, it's just as important for people other than the last name of Smith to step up and start making some production. Ray Sean Gary. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, he's at home in New York. Speaking of probably doing a commercial instead of focusing on the game, Gary yeah, he's is got probably that, doing that in New York. He's got that sports agency <laughs> that he's the head of while well, he has yet to produce in the NFL. So Daniel Jones of the Giants, I rewatched their game against the Bears from last week. Uh, Danny reminded, reminded me of the same issue Jimmy G has where if you can put a little pressure on him, he will just throw the ball anywhere because in his head, I think he's thinking, get you know, don't take a sack, get rid of it. But he gave the Bears plenty of opportunities for interceptions. Um, the one thing is he can run a little, but I'm not going to say the way he runs is in that like agile sense of he'll get out of the way of like a Zadarius Smith um, about to be a sack where he can maneuver his way out of a pocket. But they will put him in motion. They'll ha- they'll make him move the pocket to try to extend the time that he has to throw the football because the offensive line is not great and. I hope the Giants don't ruin a potentially amazing career out of their running back, Saquon Barkley, who this should be the title of our podcast. He is Barry Sanders with thunder thighs. The guy can make anybody miss. It's like he never goes down on the first tackle. But then if he needs to, he's also going to run through you with those tree trunks of thighs he has. Ryan, you're a Penn State fan. Can he squat like 8,000 pounds? Do you ever hear those stories about his workout warrior uh, numbers that he would put up? I believe he he holds Penn State records like That's it's legitimately insane. like the the man is faster than lightning and, and holds squat records. That's like, insane. It's so I, silly. I hope the Giants don't, you know, do the same thing that Barry Sanders had happened to him where they didn't put the guys around him. But they showed signs of trying to improve the offensive line that, on their Odell Beckham trade. They went and got Kevin Zeitler, the old Badger, but he's a right guard. 
Um, he's he's one of the best right guards in the game, but there's not enough around him to to let Saquon do his thing. So one of the best running backs in the game, and he's only averaging 95 yards per game. I, I think that and the way that they run Daniel Jones out of the pocket immediately on a lot of passing plays is just a sign of how awful their offensive line is. So to Josh's point, the pass rush needs to have a field day. Uh, and then I'm calling at least a couple picks. If if you see a pass rush in the first quarter, we should get two picks. Ooh. We have to get back on the turnover train. Uh, we've we've lost uh, we've lost the momentum on defense. We're not, we're not playing with ill intent, if you will, uh, like we said earlier in the in the year. Other than Zadarius and Preston Smith, um, we we got to get playing a little nasty again. We need to rough them up. Let's play hard and physical right away. Get in Daniel Jones' face because just like you said, this team has fumbled 24 times this year. And their turnover ratio is minus 11. And only 12 of those is Daniel Jones. I mean, as bad as he has been fumbling the ball, but only 12 of them. So half of them are Daniel Jones. Um, so, yeah, we, we definitely need multiple turnovers, fumbles and interceptions to to get this defense just back on track and possibly gain some momentum going into the postseason. So what do you think of their passing? I mean, we can cover Evan Ingram as part of this, but the wide receivers, too, they they got a few average dudes, right? I mean, anything that you think we should be worrying about? Uh, you know, the rookie, the rookie Slayton, um, he's yeah, Darius Slayton. He's not. He's not bad. Um, I mean, it's just very hard to judge these wide receivers because who's throwing the ball to them? Daniel Jones. Um, I mean, Golden Tate is there. Who's always a threat. He's only played seven games and already has four touchdowns. Um, but it, it's very quick. It's very short routes. Um, and then a lot of over the middle with Evan Ingram. Um, so it. <sighs> It's nothing to write home about, but they could easily pick us apart over the middle and move the ball. Um, and then once again, comes up to the red zone and turnovers. Yeah, I agree. Between Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, and then Sterling Shepard really as their third receiver, none of these guys are true burners, uh, but they're going to find their way to get open. They're going to use the full 53 and a half yards of the field. They're going to stretch us out sideline to sideline in order to get open. Golden Tate's running style has always made me laugh. It, it looks like he's not trying. He's almost upright style of running, but he'll make a guy miss, but he no longer has the ability to necessarily outrun someone deep like he could earlier in his career. So I think you got to respect all three of these guys, but Jair, Kevin King, and whether it's Tremont or if we see a little Tony Brown, I don't know who we're going to put out there, but I would expect Tremont, I guess. Um, I don't think we should have any issue mat- matching up on these guys one-on-one, and hopefully that leaves us a safety to put over the top of Evan Ingram if he is playing. It, it sounds like he's still 50-50 on actually coming back. He's missed the last few weeks. He could shred us. <laughs> Just another <laughs> another tight end that could shred us. Even with the poor offensive line, with the poor quarterback delivering the football, we've shown no ability to stop these athletic, gifted tight ends. Evan Ingram is one of those guys Hopefully coming back off of injury, either he's not 100% or he doesn't even play. If he does play, we should have plenty of availability in our secondary to chip him off the line and then have Amos or Savage just track him. Because I think our guys can hold our own on the outside. And it all comes back to if our guys can hold the own in one-on-one on the outside and we get a little bit of pass rush, then they can start jumping those short routes because they know the ball's coming out. We should be fine against these guys. It's yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in heated if we don't win this game by double digits. Yeah, and I I want us to hold them under 20 points. I, I want us to hold them under what our average is at 22. Uh, I, I think we should. Um, there's no reason why we shouldn't. And I would love 
to see um, them play a lot more man coverage in this yeah. uh, and, and, and press man, play close to the line with one single high safety, um, get everybody up on the line again. And I would love to see a lot of four, two, if you, it, you know, in this game, I would love to see BJ Goodson out there with, uh, Martinez to just shore up that run defense and make sure they can't get Barkley going on the ground. Um, because really that's the only threat in my mind. And really the offensive line is just so poor that I don't think they can get that going. I think it's interesting that you guys are kind of trashing, uh, Daniel Jones. He only has two interceptions in the last five games compared to, I believe a dozen touchdowns. So he settled in a little bit, and granted, I, I don't just, think just they were. Just go, just go rewatch the first quarter and a half against the Bears. The Bears no. dropped two picks that were gifted to him. And that's the thing: his completion percentage is atrocious. Uh, it's somewhere floating around sixty percent. It's it's not great. Uh, I do love this as an opportunity, especially of getting pressure of the good old about to throw it. Uh, Zadarius coming from behind and hitting the the hand. I I really love the idea of getting actually more fumble opportunities and interceptions. Um, because we've also shown the ability to have it, have a perfectly gifted ball and drop it in our secondary. Sure. So I love I love the thought of a fumble over an interception. You know, Foos, you bring up a good point. You know, we're trashing a little bit, but when you look at the stat line with the giants and the Packers side by side, they're, they're very comparable. The only stat line that stands out is um, points scored. Uh, we have held teams in the red zone uh, to field goals where they have allowed touchdowns. And then just the turnover turnover battle. Um, that's where the Packers obviously are fourth in the league right now. Um, and the giants are at the bottom, but overall the stats are very similar when you look at the teams. Otherwise, so our official unofficial bookie Bavada it has gone from six and a half now up to seven for the Packers. Who is your MVP? What's the score? Are we leaving? I was going to say the Meadowlands. It's not the Meadowlands anymore, but are we leaving happy? Are we going home happy, ready to take on the Redskins? Yeah, you can say the stats are similar across the two teams, but the records are completely inverse. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess they're one game off, but two and nine versus eight and three. Uh, we're going to go in there. We're going to win 31 to 14. Don't even talk to me if we don't win by two scores. I will be grumpy cat live in living color on the follow up podcast. If we don't take care of business, I want no excuses about travel. Nothing. 31 14. Um, two picks from the defense. One's going to come from Jair, but the player of the game should be Aaron Jones. There's no reason it, it wouldn't be. So that's it. I'm, I'm still frustrated about last week. Let's go out there and take it out on the Giants. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I, I think the Packers win big. I, I think we come out extremely motivated um, and hot. Um, I would love to see us come out with uh, some hurry-up offense right to start the game. Um, but Packers 34 to 19, um, and I think we just control this game uh, and allow a little comeback at the end, but hold them to field goals. Um, and I was going to say Aaron Jones also because we have to get him back to where he was. Um, but I'll, I'll say Jamal Williams, just flip it over to the other Ooh. running back, because I think the running back position just has to be focused on every week from this week, week out. Um, I think that's how we win in the playoffs and uh, go deep into this year. 
Uh, we will not do a hurry up offense. I can feel very confident in that. <laughs> our, uh, our defense holds. There's just mistakes. It's still what it is. I think Dan is uh, the word uh, anxiously content. I think it is a one score game and it's 31 23 Packers. Oh and it is a Darius Smith once again finding a way to the quarterback to get two and a half sacks. So is it 31 23 and the Giants scored late or 31 yes. 23 and yes. we we're holding on? We we had it. We had it. And then all of a sudden it's a play where, you know, okay they get a I'm touchdown okay and they're like, oh, there it is. And okay maybe it's a There's, touchdown with like a two point conversion. So it, it's a blowout, but then they make it look a little closer than it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. If there's there's comfortable 3123s, if that's the case, I'll be fine. You so want to call the doctor for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that will do it for this episode. We'll see how Sunday goes. Thanks, everybody. Go, Pat. Go. Go.